You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 329. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 329. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, everybody. Hi, my dearest love. <laughs> hey, beautiful girl. It's nice to see you in the bougie beige podcast room. It's bougie and beige, baby. Right? Yeah, baby. I saw this adorable little girl on Ellen, and she was this this tiny little girl, and Twitch was interviewing her. Oh, yeah? Twitch is, you know, Ellen's little sidekick. and We got to meet him. We did. He came over to our house once. That's right. Long story. Anyway, she was he was asking her questions, and she was like, I'm bad and bougie. And I was like, okay, get it. Get it. So we have another exciting episode all around goal setting, as that is the time of the year. And we're going to be talking about reasons that goals get thwarted and fail and how to set yourself up for success so that yours don't. That's a great word, thwart. Thwart. I love that word. I will thwart you. You will do no will, such will, thing. You will do no such thing, sir. <laughs> you will unhand me. <laughs> knave. You will unhand me, you knave. <laughs> wow, that got LARPy really quick. Very fast, very fast. <laughs> very fast. But lots of cool stuff happening. If you didn't catch it last week, I have a brand new podcast that was just released last week. Yeah, Ooh! nice. You can find us on all major platforms. You can also visit us over at notanotherpod.com. It is a project that I've been doing with my very best friend. It's called Not Another Self-Help Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher and Google Play and all all of the ones, Apple Podcasts. And we're going to be doing just a short season, see if everybody likes it, see if they're up for it. And it's definitely personal development, but it's got a lot more anecdotes, a lot more tangents, stories about our life, little comedic edge. And <laughs> if you haven't checked out the first episode, please be sure to, to find it under your platform of choice. So this doesn't have enough comedic edge for you. You had to go and start another podcast. <laughs> You're cheating on me. How dare you? Never. How we, dare you? Well, we wanted to do – well, here's how it started. It started because I listen – I'm obsessed with true crime. You are. And Definitely. I'm a murderer. It's a thing these days. Like It's a big deal. Everybody's obsessed with murder. I really feel like it's disproportionately women. I don't know why. I don't know if it's – more women get murdered, I guess. I Well, for sure. I worry about it. It's so macabre, but I think we're all fascinated by it in some way, just some more so than others. I mean, yeah. look at our obsession with, like, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, everything terrifying. We're like, no, kids, get into it. We're like <laughs> – <laughs> anyway. But I follow this amazing podca- podcast called My Favorite Murder. I'll put the link in the show notes. And it's these two incredible women who basically do comedy and then talk about – different true crime episodes. And 
it is so hilarious. And I thought, oh, my gosh, their dynamic and their banter is really similar to myself and my best friend, Andrea. And I thought, hmm, I bet we could do something similar to this and just have a fucking blast and not have – it's not necessarily tethered to a brand or have – it's seriously just for fun. And it's just for fun. It's just for fun. I mean, we're totally <laughs> open to being discovered. <laughs> are my stretchy pants. Oh, my gosh. They are for fun. They are for fun. <laughs> All right. So I've talked in long enough. Why don't, we, why don't we shake the mics up a little bit? Let's shake the mics up with a little episode we like to call. Would you rather? In this episode of Would You Rather, we're going to really test oh. your social skills. This sounds serious. Would you rather have to always eat standing up or always have to enter your car from the passenger side? Oh, wow. Well, I have done that a handful of times because I parked so close to something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, here we I've go. I've seen like YouTube videos where people have parked people and where they have to get in through the back of their car. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, oh, the back? Jesus. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty dexterous, though. I feel like that would be... A significant challenge for you just because you're so large. Okay. That makes sense. Also, I've got a very high console. So <laughs> it would be hard to get over the console. I don't drive I that much. Shit. I would break shit. You would break shit. Yeah. You're already hard on shit. <laughs> you would break things. I think I would pick the car, though, simply because I don't drive that much. Yeah, and I eat every meal st- sitting down. And I can't imagine if we were all out with friends. <laughs> and I'm just standing there. <laughs> or if we both picked that one and we were both standing and they're like, God damn it, the Smiths never sit their we'll ass like, down. It's a thing. It's a thing, you guys. <laughs> they're like, stop trying to make standing happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, yeah, because I'm also like with this whole like standing desk thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? You have the option to sit all day and you're choosing to stand for eight hours, like that's a hell no for me. That's a perspective. I mean, I've never heard that perspective. So really, no. I, I just, I'm just always like, why? Why would you want to stand the whole time? You're not a bank teller. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. I just wouldn't do it unless I had to. Well, I'm not going to get into the details. Oh, oh, all the ergonomics. And, yeah, <laughs> you're not going. You know, I don't want to bore you. You're so condescending. Right no, now. am I really? No, I just, I really don't want to bore you with the detail of that because your mindset. Yeah, but it's also I recognize that it is substantially better for you. I do, I do recognize that. It's good to do both. Is it? Yeah. You're like, it, let me just tell you. Let what. me not take you to school though. But so, so there's a muscle called the psoas. Yes. P S O A S. Very very important muscle in the body. A silent P. It's it is a silent P. That's how important it is. <laughs> 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 All right. So. It starts at the very front of your spine by your rib cage. Okay. On the like front side of your spine. Okay. And goes to the inside of your leg. So it raises your leg. Right? Okay. So if you're in the seated position, that muscle is in a shortened position a lot. Okay. So when you go to stand, if you've been sitting in that for a long period of time, the psoas muscle will stay in a shortened position. And when mm. you stand, it pulls on your lower back. Got it. Right? So it causes a lot of low back pain. So people choose to stand because then the psoas can be in an elongated position and it doesn't hurt their back. There you have it. You're like, let me let me just tell you though. Let me let me just tell you. I don't think I can get out of the room without telling you. It's so important. It has a silent P. 
<laughs> so I am going to choose standing up because just for the sheer volume of human I am, I'm not going to be crawling in and out of a car from the passenger side. I'm sorry. I, or I'd have to get another car, like a bus. You have such a I would get a fucking bus. That's what I would do. I'm getting in from the passenger side. <laughs> That's... Um, <laughs> I believe you have just found a loophole. I loopholed my own law. You I Do did. you really want to get into that territory? Yeah, because gosh. you know after oh, hours is going to take you after to school. Hours. Tell them about after hours because that's where all of the fun happens with this. That's right. So we have a private Facebook group and it's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. After hours. And you never disappoint, except for that I do. one. Except for that one time. Sometimes. Well, one time you did disappoint. Sometimes I do disappoint a couple times. I dis- yeah, substantially. And it is an amazing corner of the internet. Everyone's always supporting each other, connecting, and there's tons of camaraderie. I do bonus trainings every single Thursday so you can get specific questions answered. And every Monday, we talk about the would you rather. And we make everybody defend their choices and explain why they chose what they chose. And it's really fun. So if you want to come join in the party, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It redirects you right over to our little corner of Facebook. And I think you will meet well over a thousand of your new best friends. Yeah. And if you're wary of Facebook groups, I run a very tight ship. No one sells to people. I crack down on that. But they're they're amazing. Like yeah. nobody you don't really. Have to do that very often. I've only had to do that a handful of times Maybe over the years. Once a year, yeah. Yeah, everyone's really stays on track and stuff. So we would love to have you, and let us know what you would rather because this is this is an interesting one. I'm thinking though, like if you're standing the whole time, you have such a commanding presence. It'd be so me or one you me okay you personally you you have such a it, I would be like. <laughs> Uh, like someone's looming over me. It'd be very odd. Well, what's more awkward, me standing while I'm eating, or me trying to get into a car? I would love to looking watch like that. Looking like a damn circus clown over and over again. I would love to watch that. <laughs> I don't think Might you would just get... put a big fucking red nose on. Yep. That honks. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, let's talk about how to make sure your goals stick and don't fail throughout this next year. And I meant to look this up before I started this podcast, and I completely it escaped me. Did we look it up? Yeah, okay. there is a a percentage that I saw when I was researching something a few years ago about the percentage of goals that actually come to fruition, and the statistics were that ninety two percent of goals fail. I want to say it was like Stanford or something like that. And 8%, that is 8% of goals. 8% of goals actually achieve, 8% of people actually achieve their goals. Oh, okay. Okay, great. And what is the source on that? That is Inc.com. That's right, Inc.com. Uh, and so we'll throw that into the show notes so you can check that out if you're interested. But yeah, so 8% of people accomplished goals. So it's no wonder that so many people have this grandiose idea at the beginning of the year, I'm going to accomplish all these things and here's what I'm going to do and we're all pepped up and mm-hmm. there's there's an energy to the season. Oh, there's yeah, a, a vibrancy of like, yeah, I'm going to get all this stuff handled. And then we like chug into February and it's like, wah, wah. And maybe even January. <laughs> and maybe even <laughs> January 2nd. <laughs> 
<laughs> so mm. I think this is really huge and something to be aware of because there's a lot of things that you can do to set yourself up for success from the get-go totally. so that you are m- going to be one of those people who actually makes these things happen. You're going to be the 8%. So number one reason why goals fail and how to make sure yours don't is you set the goal simply because you think you should. That there isn't this passion or this fervor or this big why reason of why you want to accomplish this. And if you Mm. haven't heard the concept, the big why, I think it may, I'm not sure who started it. I know Martha Beck talks about it a lot, but it's this idea that whatever we're going after, it needs to be resonant with us and it needs to be solid in our bodies. Like, no, I really, really want to accomplish this. And we talked about this a little bit last week. If you have not listened to last week's episode, I highly suggest that you do because it is the annual goal planning episode that I do every single year. And I do a a planning guide that helps you break down goals in various areas of your life. And one of the things that we were talking about is this idea of setting up goals that are resonant and that they're, they matter to you. It's yeah. sort of the R of the, the SMART goals yep. acronym. And what's your why, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about like, why do I want to accomplish this yeah. thing? Is it specifically <clears throat> for ego? Is it clout? Is it because your family wants you to? Is it because your partner wants you to? Is it also because it's the path you've been on for a long time? And so you feel like you have all this time invested yes. and money That's invested, but you've kind of lost your passion for it. Yeah. I know you went through that a little bit many, many moons ago when you were thinking about going to PT school. And it was, it was where you were going. It was the path you were headed. And then, you know, a whole turn of events happened, but it really made you start to evaluate, do I keep pushing on simply because I started this or do I stop and really listen to what's calling to me? Yeah. I think it's a great example. I think oftentimes people will be, let's say, working towards a degree program or working towards Uh, a specific raise or promotion within the organization that they've been in, or they've had just this concept of here's my goal, here's my direction, here's the path, and we don't stop to really reevaluate, am I really happy in this arena? That makes complete sense. That that happened to me when I was involved in makeup artistry, and I I really thought I would die with that company. I thought I am going to be that like – 65-year-old woman (laughs) with bright orange lipstick still doing stuff on the runway. And I had a real trajectory mapped out for me because the company that I worked with was brilliant about succession planning. So they were very much promote from within, internal grooming for new positions and such. And when I really started to acknowledge that I wasn't happy, I had to go through a little bit of a grieving process. And I had a bit of a quarter-life crisis that, thank God I did, because that excavation really led me into the the arms of coaching, which I'm so glad that it did. But we have to do that questioning. You have to make sure that whatever that goal is that you've set, that it's not just for other people, it's not just because you started, but that it's really because it lights your spirit on fire. The other question to ask yourself around it is just to say, if no one knew that I accomplished this thing, would it still be fulfilling? Hmm, Yeah. 
That's a good. That's a good question to ask for sure. It gets you way more in touch with: Is this truly for my fulfillment, or is this because my boss really wants me to take on this new position, mm-hmm. or because my partner needs me to? make more money in the relationship or my parents want me to follow in the family business or whatever it, whatever it is. All right. So let go of those shoulds. That's number one. Get really focused on your big why. Number two, reason why it could possibly fail is because the goal isn't clearly defined. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I have to drill down on specificity with people, even with homework assignments when I'm working with my students in Deep Down and Dirty, which is, if you're not aware, is my signature program. It's the only way in which I work with clients. But they'll say things like, okay, yeah, I think I'm going to think about that or I'm going to work on that. I'm like, okay, how? Let's, okay, here's the question. I want you to journal around this or I want you to find five instances where you've done this thing. Or Mm -hmm. because a lot of times when we go into goal setting around the new year, and I talked about this a lot last week, is we will say, this is the year I start my business or this is the year of my health. I'm getting back in shape. And we don't, delineate what that actually means. We don't say, okay, that means I'm going to go see an acupuncturist three times a month or whatever. We don't say, I'm going to start going vegan or I'm going to do three workouts a week or I'm going to start training in kickboxing or we don't create really defined boundaries around what does this goal actually entail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes they come with their own. Like if you say, I'm going to accomplish my degree this year or I'm going to accomplish so many classes towards a certification. Like that's already kind of built in for you. But there's plenty of other goals. Like I want more romance in my relationship. Like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Or I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to be more present. How? How are you going to know that? Like what is the actual definition of it so that you can say – Yes, I have accomplished this. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions to use around this, if you tend to be a little bit more vague, is to ask yourself, how will I know if I have accomplished this goal? What are the specific things that will have happened to make me go, okay, this has actually come to fruition? And then you kind of reverse engineer it. Yes. I do that quite a bit, actually. That's my method. That's your Mm go-to? Mm-hmm. We might be talking about that a little bit towards the end around number seven. So definitely okay. bring back your your method. Okay. All right. So we've got make sure that it's your goal is connected to your big resonant reason, your big why. Number two, make sure that the goal is super clearly defined. And that may also involve sub goals. And we talked about that last week too, where it's, okay, if I want to accomplish this degree, let's say it's going to involve this semester and that semester, and then I'm going to have to look at financing or financial aid, or I'm going to look at, you know, it might involve a bunch of other goals that have, that are supporting goals that also have to be clearly defined. I put that in the, in part of the reverse engineering, right? Because those are the pieces of the main goal. Exactly right. All right. Number three, you have no accountability or you surround yourself with the wrong people. Hmm. Let me take the, the wrong people first. If you live in a household that does not support your goals, 
That is by far the most challenging environment to be in. If you want to work on your marriage, but your partner is not that present, or if you really want to get healthy and your kids just refuse, or if you want to move and, you know, your partner doesn't want to move, like it can be really, really challenging to not have that direct support in your home. So I I just want to throw that out there, that if you have that as an obstacle, it really is challenging. Yeah. And you can still accomplish things and you can still fight through that. I think one of the biggest lessons to learn around that is no matter how much you want your kids or your family or your partner to be your biggest champion, if you don't have that, stop turning to them and hoping that they're going to magically support you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they've shown you over and over and over again that they think personal development, let's say, is a bunch of bullshit, then they're probably not the ones that you turn to to share what you're learning. It's something that I talk about a lot in Deep Down and Dirty, which, by the way, is a huge avenue for accountability. And this is something that so many people need. And you might be thinking, okay, well, if I if I want to get in shape or if I want to go back to school or if I want to clean out my garage, I need to be accountable to myself. I need to do it all on my own. You Listen, you do not have to be a fucking superhero. Is it ultimately your call, what you put in your mouth or what you decide to do with your time? Of course. But you can set yourself up for success. The entire time that I've been involved in in coaching, I have always, always, always had my own coach. Because I have to? No, because it sets my life up for success. It makes my job easier, and it's an element of accountability. And you have to look at how you thrive. Most people are much more motivated by having some sort of accountability. There are some who are total DIYers. They don't need that much support. Or sometimes you change, you know, like in different chapters of your life. It could be that you used to be a total go-getter. But then after kids came or after you got a little bit older or after certain things, you notice that you need more accountability than you used to. That's fine. change, yeah, absolutely. Look at it as as self-care. It's how can I make my job the easiest? There is no glorification in making your job hard. Like it doesn't make it more sweet when you accomplish it. <laughs> it just makes your job fucking harder. Right. So use the tools and the, the resources that you have around you. And I'll say that that's one of the things that people comment about all the time in Deep Down and Dirty is having this tribe, having this group of women who are going through the exact same things, even if your situations and circumstances are different, all the emotions are the same. By and large, my students struggle with perfectionism, people-pleasing, tons of self-doubt, anxiety, feeling like they're uniquely broken, like everybody else can figure out this personal development, but they can't. And it truly boils down to an enoughness issue. Mm. So if that's you and you're going, oh my gosh, I know that I'm the biggest obstacle in my own way of all of these goals, of all of these things that I want to accomplish, then I highly, highly suggest that you go check out my workshop, which is at thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And it will give you a huge perspective around the five major shifts that you need to make in order to relinquish some of those things. Because a lot of times we think, 
oh, I just need this. I just need one more training or I just <laughs> need to figure out the right program. And we keep going, I just need bleh, and we never quite arrive. And what that Inc. article talks about with the people who do actually accomplish their goals, one of the major elements is that they have accountability. Like if you think about, do you think Venus and Serena Williams just like fuck around on the court? Or do you think they have somebody who trains their asses? Yeah, no, right? Yeah, definitely. Do you think Richard Branson doesn't have financial advisors or people that he turns to to look at investments? Or No. Like anybody else who is massively successful is going to have people who help get their head right. Absolutely. That's what success is about. It's not necessarily that people are smarter than you, more resourceful than you. It's not that. It's that they got their fucking head right, that they believe that they deserve to accomplish those things. Yeah. And if that is something that's really in your way, honey, I am your girl. Okay. Yeah, you are, for sure. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Come at me, girl. <laughs> Come at me, gal. Come at me, sis. That's what it should probably be. So thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, that'll give you a really clear distinction of the work that I do and also why some of the things that you have tried in the past may not be working because I talk a lot about how the subconscious mind works versus the conscious mind where you can know very well that you want to do something, but then you keep noticing all these self-sabotaging behaviors. Mm -hmm. That is called cognitive dissonance, my friends. So there's tons of fancy words for it, but basically what I want you to hear is if you know that you are in your own way, there is a way to change that. I have worked with hundreds of women who thought the exact same thing and have created miracles in their world in tons of different arenas. So, all right, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And then what you'll see, by the way, at the very end, you'll see an opportunity to book a call with my team and you can have a completely complimentary session. They'll talk to you all about your specific issues that you're up against and look at does deep down and dirty fit for the things that you want to accomplish. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So that is number three. Make sure you've got some accountability or you're surrounding yourself with the right people. Another thing that you can do is get a badass buddy. And have somebody, like let's say you are in a household where people talk shit to you or it's not super supportive, find somebody who is, maybe a friend, maybe another family member outside of the house, maybe a workplace buddy, somebody who is more like-minded. Also, join our Facebook group. Like that's a great yeah. place to meet like-minded individuals. But Tons of accountability buddies up there. That's right. And mine is not unique. Like there's tons of support groups. So if you're looking for something related to fitness or academia or, you know, maybe goals you have with parenting or your children, you can find the support. You just have to be actively searching for it. Yep. All right. Number four, there is no due date or deadline. This one is huge where hmm. we just go, I'm just going to work on my new business. Right. And you don't break down, okay, I need to look at the financing. You know, I need to have that figured out by March or I need to have the website launched by, you know, it's that whole mm -hmm. reverse engineering thing you were talking yep, about. Yep, yep. Being able to go, okay, this needs to happen first and then it needs to happen by this date. Now, those can be malleable. You can play around with that. But if you don't have that, it's highly likely that you'll just keep pushing it off. A really easy one is uh, the goal of I want to read more this year. Oh, perfect example. Right. Um, okay. How much? What's what's reading more? Is it reading another paragraph than you did last year? 
<laughs> you know, like what does reading more actually mean? If you want to break it down, you can go, well, I want to read 12 books a year. Yep. That's one a month. So you've got your deadlines already. Yep. You're like, all right, I've got to finish by the 31st or 30th or whatever the end of the month is, right? Yep. And if you don't, then you have to finish another book by the end of that month, right? Brilliant. It's easy to have those nice, clean deadlines like that. Excuse me, the reverse engineering piece yep. is like, here's the end goal and here's all the steps backwards to get there. It's That's a real right. simple one, but you can take anything and put it into that scenario. Mm-hmm. That's great. And there will be a few that may not fit into a deadline. So that is a great example. Now, you could have also, when you made it specific and clear, it might be, I'm going to read for 30 minutes a day. Right. Or I'm going to read for 30 minutes five days a week or just during the weekdays or Monday, Wednesday, or whatever. So it might not be an accomplishment of a specific amount of books. It may simply be about what you want to, how you want to get your head right every single day. Sure. But you can put that as a piece of your reverse engineer as well. Exactly. Like instead of just saying, well, I'm just going to read a book a month. You can go, uh, in order to read a book a month, I've got to read 15 minutes a day. Yep. Or this book is going to take me this long to read because this many pages. I mean, I read this many pages a day. Right. Or you can say, I read this many pages a day. That's right. Right. However you want to do it. But you have to set those goals in order to be able to stick to them. Totally. And I think it also, this is such a great conversation because it really comes back to what's the big why for that specific goal. Right. So, for example, if you really just want to make sure that you're processing stuff every single day or you're thinking critically every day or you're taking time to read every day, that might already be the goal. There might not need to be a definition of how many books. However, if your big goal is, no, I want a specific amount of books read by the end of the year, then then you definitely have to create a real delineation there. The other example would be, let's say you're, you're, it's a fitness goal. Okay. It could be where somebody has, like for you, you're training for a Spartan race coming yeah. up. So exciting. I can't, <laughs> I cannot wait to be like screaming for you and making <laughs> banners. And oh no. Maybe I should make like a big, I'm getting all these ideas, like a, a t-shirt <laughs> with your face on it. Oh jeez. <laughs> like a huge one yeah. or maybe just a, a huge face that oh, I can God. hold up over my face. Okay, you're uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> but for for you, your fitness goal was I want to set up this specific deadline for myself yeah. so that I'm able to accomplish exactly what I want, which is to complete this this race. Yeah. Now for somebody else, there might not be a specific body weight or a specific gene size they want to get into or a an event like a, a family reunion or a class reunion or there might not be an event it might just be i want to know that every single week three times a week i'm doing something healthy for my body right so there might not be a deadline in a situation like that it depends on how you flourish that's right, right. it depends on the why like yeah. what am i make what is this for and how am i motivated I right. know you've said all the time that you are so much more motivated when there's a goal, yeah. when there's like a final deadline. Yeah. And that's a piece of knowing yourself and going, okay, I need to set up my goals in a way that works for my specific methods. Exactly. That gets me motivated to do it. That's right. Yeah. All right. Number five, you quit at the first setback. Yeah. That's why uh, 
all of our goals are done by February, right? And that's why that's why you need <laughs> accountability. Yes. And that's one of the big pieces that I see in personal development, especially the way I run deep down and dirty now. It's you can't you can't hide out. You can't get lost. Yeah. There's no easy way for you to just disappear without me being like, hey, 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 how's, <laughs> how are things going? Talk to me. Where are you at? What's going on? Like you can't right. hide. And so you might have to set yourself up for a situation like that where if you don't show up to see your trainer, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Right? Yeah. It's not just you thinking, oh, I'll do a fitness video today or I'll go for a run. If that's not how you're motivated, you need to acknowledge that and set yourself up for success. So quitting at the first setback, this is going to be very, very much tied to number six, which we'll get into in a second. But a lot of times what happens if you don't have a real solid self-confidence or belief in self, a lot of times your mind will go, see, you can't, you never finish everything, anything. See, you can't do that. Mm. Who are you thinking? You've let yourself go or you're not smart enough to get that raise or that promotion. You can't. You can't. Who do you think you are starting your own business? Oh, my gosh. You're yeah. such a fraud, That's right? That's your inner critic, right? Yeah. And that creeps the fuck in when there's a setback because everything's great as long as people are going like, oh, hey, I heard you're starting a new business. That's awesome. And oh, yeah, great. Cool, cool. And then when your first client backs out or when or you, your web designer makes off with your money or something like that has never happened to me. I love, I love you, Jan. Um, <laughs> but something like that, your first obstacle where something's going to cost a lot more for your business, or maybe it's school and there's a course that's so much more challenging than any other classes you've taken. Those are the moments when the inner critic goes, she's weak. He's weak. Let's go in. Yeah. Go get him. Go get her. Yeah, yeah. And it's, who do you think you are? You're not smart. You'll never be able to do this. And those are the moments when you really have to have a really solid accountability system. You have to have people in your corner. You have to be committed to your why. And most of the time, that's significantly challenging unless you have an element of accountability. Mm-hmm. So there, there's the the old adage or proverb of fall down seven, get up eight. Yeah. And I remember I was saying that, never thinking about it. And somebody goes, that's always really irritated me. Because wouldn't it be you fall down seven times, you get up seven times? (laughs) 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 And I'm like, yes, you're actually right. Yeah. But I think the idea is you get up more. You get up more. You dust yourself off more. You progress (laughs) more. But whatever. But use that. Use that as like, okay, this is a learning experience. And anyone, I mean, this is a great task that you could do is go research people who've been really successful because anyone who is really successful out there has had massive hardship, has had things that they've over overcome. Sure. Lizzo, for example, we feel like she just exploded overnight. And if you listen to her story, she's like, I've been hustling for like 10 fucking years. Right. And nobody wanted to play my music. Nobody wanted me in the music scene. And it, it's about the obstacles that That's you right. keep an eye on them, but you do not let them thwart you from your big why. That's, that's the, yeah. That's the big that's a deal. Good case. So that is very closely tied with number six, which is your self talk sucks. Yeah, yeah. And this is another reason why I think with my gals in deep down and dirty, 
they can say, here's what's happening in my mind. Here's what's coming up. And I can go, awesome, you're right on track. Here's how we work with that. But if you don't have that, most of the time, you just accept it as true. It's just true I'm not enough. It's just true that I'm not smart enough or that who did I think I am? That's just true. And then it dictates your behavior. So be, you become this self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So much of it has to do with mindset. And that is what changes from the 92% to the 8%. And you, my friend, have 8% in you. You have 8% what well, I was what tendencies. Yeah, that's real inspiring. Yeah. I have 8% in me. That was really I'm going to make a shirt. That was so not delivered well. <laughs> you my friend have 8% I, in you. I was going to say 8% pretent- potential. You have 8% potential, but it just <laughs> it didn't quite come I out. I like the way you said it better. Yeah. And it, you were you were looked at me like I was like, "Yeah, what? come on. Are you going to you can do it. You can do it." <laughs> All right. So a couple of things you can do if you've been noticing that your self-talk sucks. Well, first of all, we'll link to any uh, any podcast that we have around self-talk and ways to kind of get a hold of that inner critic. And again, if that's something that you know just completely dictates your reality, please watch my workshop. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Like, you don't free, have to baby. live like this. You really don't. All right. So – One of the things you can do is focus on your solutions instead of your obstacles. And of course you need to acknowledge when shit goes awry. But instead of being so pissed about what is, start looking at what can I do? Okay, here's the cards that got dealt. Now what do I do? How do I proceed? And occupying your mind more with a productive focus as opposed to, holy shit, woe is me. Oh my God, I can't go on. Yeah. And that just is fodder for that inner critic. Also reminding yourself of your big why. And I would suggest taking that sort of concept and putting it on screensavers, reminders, putting it on your fridge, putting it in areas where you tend to get triggered can be really helpful. If it's something in the kitchen, making food, and you're just like, fuck, I hate doing all this meal prep. Have your mantras and positive self-talk and encouragement all around your kitchen. That can be extremely helpful. Yeah. Inundate your stuff, yourself with messages you do want to adhere to. All right. And finally, number seven is your method may be off. So okay. this is kind of what you were talking about. Like you have a specific method, you yeah. know, and looking at how you thrive and how you operate best. You were talking even about some business goals yesterday of – You know, I've got ideas and vision, but I really need a support. I need somebody to come in and say, here's how we up level. Here's how we take this to the next place. So a a perfect example of this happened for me many, many years ago around business networking. And I did a ton of in-person networking meetings. And you thrive (laughs) on that. That's That's a great business. You still do it. I still, yeah. Great business building tactic for you. So let's say the goal is a specific amount of new clients yielded from networking, right? So here's one methodology that I'm going to use, and I would like to have this many new clients by this this date, right? And so you start doing in-person networking. Well, for Mr. Smith, that method is brilliant for him. For me, I fucking hate it. <laughs> I would much rather network online. 
and in online spaces. And once I figured that out, I kind of went, okay, my goal hasn't changed. I still want to accumulate a specific amount of clients by a specific time, but I want to change the method. Yeah. So That's a great example. I mean, we've talked about this with fitness goals too. You've always loved having a trainer. I've always loved doing stuff at home until recently. So we could both have a very specific fitness goal or thing that we want to accomplish. That doesn't change. But the method of getting there might be different. Yeah. So sometimes you have to check in with yourself and go, wait a minute, is it that this is just too hard or that I don't want to actually accomplish this goal? Or is it just that my method's off? You have to get a little more creative with how you accomplish the goal, yeah. I've I've talked with various coaches too who've who felt the opposite. They felt a major should around you should want to do social media. You should want that to be a goal of getting 10,000 Instagram followers or whatever. And they they want to do way more behind the scenes. They don't want to do social media. Yeah. So you get to choose what your marketing is in your business. So it's just figuring out a new method. The goal might not be the problem. It might just be reevaluating the method. All right, so let's do a quick little recap. Number 1, Make sure that you are connected to your big why and you're not getting caught in the lands of the shoulds. Number two, make sure that your goal is clearly defined and that you will very clearly know if you've accomplished the goal or not. Number three, make sure that you are surrounded by the right people and that you have an element of accountability, especially if you operate that way. Number four, get yourself some due dates, some deadlines, and you can even create self-imposed deadlines where maybe you, you know, buy a size of pant that you know you want to get into in six months and you do that as a as a deadline, you know, yes. for like I already bought something or I invested money or you book an appointment for something down the road as a self-imposed deadline. Okay, number uh, five, be ready for a setback and commit to not letting that take you out. I think just knowing that they're going to happen. Period. Period. It's like, yep, setbacks happen. Especially those recovering perfectionists out there. Yes. And that you're so invested that when there is an obstacle, it means you suck. It means you're not enough. Instead of, hey, this is just a situation that sucks. Like this, the situation sucks. You don't (laughs) suck kind of thing. And again, that's hugely what I target in Deep Down and Dirty is untethering those things, that we are not our accomplishments. Those are in service of us. Yes. And that's to give us fulfillment, not to dictate our self-worth. All right. Number six, your get your self-talk on lockdown. Make sure you're focusing on the solution and on your big why. Get that on screensavers and all of that. And finally, number seven, make sure that whatever method you're using to accomplish your goal is something you really enjoy. And that can be as simple as if you're not a morning person, don't schedule morning get-togethers with your team to talk about your new business. <laughs> like, you know, set yourself up for success. How can you accomplish these things in a way that feels fun and light and in accordance with you? So I, if you have not grabbed the planning guide from last week, please be sure to do that. We'll throw the link into the show notes. And if you're on any sort of mobile device, you can always just kind of swipe up from the cover art on pretty much all the platforms, and it will show you all the links so that you can access them easily. Anything else you wanted to throw in the mix, baby? No. No? No, I'm good. All right. Well, we will see you right around these parts next week, and we are sending you so much love and hope that your new year is off to a great start. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Miss Smith, happy new year. <laughs>